0: Welcome to Skills for Life, a podcast about high-demand jobs that are shaping future opportunities. This show is brought to you by the North Shore Schools Foundation. I'm Kira Dorian, your host and a North Shore mom. Let's get started. Well, today on the show, I am speaking with Dr. Charla Griffey-Brown, Senior Associate Dean for the Pepperdine Grazia Dio Business School and Professor of Information Systems and Technology Management. Charla, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. I am excited to speak with you. And I want to make sure you said something right before we hit record that our students need to hear. So I know you serve on just a multitude of boards. Tell me why it's important our students hear about that.
1: I want particularly our young girls Anybody who comes from a background of diversity to head toward the boardroom in your career. We need leadership with different optics in order to make better decisions in our boards, in our companies, and um, across our economic system. I love it. And I love
0: the way you put that like head to the boardroom. That is so fabulous. Thank you for saying that. So I always like to start by just having my guests tell us a little bit about what they do, because I know you're a professor. I know you're associated with Pepperdine, but you really focus on information systems, technology and cybersecurity, which is a huge thing. So tell us a little bit about your career.
1: Right. Well, I have the privilege of um, teaching and doing research, particularly in the area of cybersecurity and risk around emerging technologies and business innovation. Uh, and I currently uh, oversee about thirteen to 1,500 students in our part time and executive programs. As you mentioned, I also serve on corporate boards and work with companies such as City National Bank, Johnson Johnson, Paramount Pictures, um, Hilton Hotels. <laughs> and Nintendo, many others in this critical area.
0: Wow, I love that. And how did you get here? Give us like a bird's eye view on you left high school, and then what happened?
1: Well, you know, everybody's path is going to be a zigzag path, I believe, particularly now. Um, So I graduated from little school in New Summerna Beach, Florida. I uh, went on to Harvard University, where I got a bachelor's degree. I had a Fulbright. I went to Japan. And then I went to Australia, where I did my PhD. I went back to other parts of Asia, spent a few more years in Japan, worked at a university there, as well as with some other organizations, and then came to Pepperdine in 1999. Wow. What an
0: incredible career path you've had. I'm so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) That is really, really amazing. So let's talk for a second about this industry. Tell us a little bit about it. I know you've got it kind of organized really neatly for our listeners. So I'm just going to let you take the reins. Tell us about the industry. Tell us where the industry is going and what
1: our students need to know if they want to be a part of it. Well, right now in our digitally interconnected world, we have extraordinary opportunities and extraordinary challenges. One of the things that this world enables us to do is it enables us to connect in uh, incredible ways. It enables us to innovate in incredible ways. One thing that it does open up is considerable risk. And I would tell everybody who's listening that there are two words that will probably define the next five to 10 years, and those words are risk and agility. Uh, So when it comes to risk, we have enormous challenges, particularly when it comes to cyber risk, because this digital world is not safe. Everybody will be compromised and has been compromised at this point, every industry, every company. So This is a problem that requires a lot more talent, and it's estimated that there are about a million job openings, and uh, this is only increasing as the attack surface increases. So I'm happy to tell you about what different jobs are available and how to get there.
0: Yes, please. Especially, it sounds like with so many jobs available, there must be so many different levels of entry as well. So I'd love to kind of hear the differences between them.
1: You bet. So let's start with the entry-level cybersecurity jobs. And if you're new to cybersecurity, you can easily start out in a role such as a help desk technician, a network administrator, a software developer. There are so many cybersecurity professionals who enter the field as kind of a junior information security analyst after they gain some experience in IT. And so it's really important in the outset but right now at high school to develop core IT skills. Now, what are those? Those include programming, networks, system administration, and one of the biggest things that you could become engaged in is cloud computing. And you don't necessarily need a degree to get a job in cybersecurity, but you need some structured training. And depending on ultimately where you want to go and perhaps what type of career arc you want to have, it is a very good idea to move into different levels of higher education.
0: Okay, and so if somebody is interested in that next level, you know, maybe they are interested in some higher education, what does that look like?
1: Okay, so there are what I call five, I, I've kind of categorized them as five paths to kind of get to an information security analyst. And I just started there because I think it's easier to explain some of those paths and different ways to specialize within security as you advance. So first is engineering and architecture. So if you love tinkering with technology, security engineers, they build defense systems against a range of different security concerns. And these are the kinds of skills that you'll develop in higher education, critical thinking, IT. Networking, system administration, and risk assessment. And there's different certifications that you can do that will help you here. There's um, what's called the Certified Information Systems Security Professional. There's the Google Professional Cloud Security Engineer. There's the System Security Certified Practitioner, and there's CompTIA Security Plus. So there's this is just one. This is what I call the engineer and architecture. The second is incident response. Response. So, okay, if you work really well under pressure, then incident responders, they work to fix vulnerabilities and minimize losses when breach occurs, because this is not an if, this is a when. So you need these people who are really good when things go wrong. And there's also another within this area, something called digital forensics. So you work with law enforcement to retrieve data from digital devices and things like that. So Incident response, what kind of skills do you need? Attention to detail. It's really good if you have skills in technical writing and documentation, intrusion detection tools, so there's different things. If you like learning different tools on your own, this is good, and forensic software. So for these two and the others, you would want to go to university and get a degree in um, computer science or informatics or something adjacent that would help you build up these particular skills. And then there's the third is if if you're just an excellent communicator and you want to get into this role, there's a place for you. It's called the cybersecurity manager, and they coordinate between teams to ensure what is called security compliance. So now there are more and more regulations, and this is important, in order to ensure that we have better and better security. We need people who are good at communicating to help us with this. They also should have skills in project management, risk management, leadership, and be really good at collaboration. There's some common certifications like the Certified Information Security Manager that is really helpful. And um, the Certified Information System Security Professional, CISSP, also has training within this. and. And the highest kind of security role, I'll talk a little bit about that, is the chief information security officer. There's usually the chief information officer, and sometimes at the same level, depending on the company, will be the chief information security officer. And sometimes the chief information security officer or CISO will actually report up. To the CIO. So there's two more areas. There's consulting. If you like helping others, there's security consultants. They test network systems for vulnerabilities and security risks. And here you would again go back to those certifications that I mentioned. It's really helpful for you to have a college degree, which kind of positions you to do well with those certifications and, um, and also a lot of it's penetration of vulnerability testing, threat management, operating systems, encryption. So you know, having some basic IT background is really helpful. I think everyone is going to be interested in number five, which is testing and hacking. (laughs) (laughs) If you like a challenge, there is an area called ethical hackers, where you get paid to legally hack into networks and computer systems. As a penetration tester, you'll seek to kind of identify and exploit system weaknesses, so you can help companies build more secure systems. As an ethical hacker, you're going to try out different attack vectors like social engineering. And that's just a a, a very technical term for lying or pretending you're someone or you're not, <laughs> in order to, you know, get inside a place you're not supposed to be. And so if these things appeal to you then um, ethical hacking could be a good fit. Now, there's the kind of skills that you'll have to develop. And so, again, going into a, a degree that helps you and positions you to develop these skills is great. Cryptography. Penetration testing in and of itself is a skill set, computer networking, and what's called scripting, which is a type of programming. So salaries, you're probably wondering, okay, some of these things sound like fun. So what are the salaries? Well, the, the kind of the junior security, cybersecurity analyst, they make about $81,000 a year, an intrusion detection specialist slightly less, probably around sixty. Digital forensics examiner around 91. If you want to be an ethical hacker, it's usually around 105 or so thousand dollars a year. If you want to be a security engineer so you have enhanced what you're doing and can really build systems securely, probably around 129,000. A security architect, 172. Chief information security officer is going to be a high range, 250 to 300 and above.
0: Wow. I am so gobsmacked by the ethical hacking. That is, (laughs) I so want to say that at a party. What do you do? I'm an ethical hacker. (laughs) I just think Every, everybody should go do that. I want to meet that person. That is so cool. Thank you for sharing all of those different spaces that our students could go into. So just so I'm clear, I understood for the first two, you were saying computer science degree would be the way to go. What about those last three? Is that the same degree that you would recommend like for undergrad? Or is there a different degree that would be better for those last three?
1: Well you know computer science is always a good basic technical programming and understanding of of these systems but you may think about informatics you may be think about data analytics you could think about anything that is going to prepare you for those skills less mm. than I, I would say think about that more than that degree itself i mentioned you know there's managers you would need to have great collaboration and communication skills so I strongly recommend that people look at the intersection of things when they're going to college and looking at where to head next because our world is changing so swiftly around us. And those areas of intersection, like a Venn diagram, that's where we really have gaps and need people and where a lot of the fun is. So, you know, you could do something that is somewhat technical in data analytics and English. Wow, that would be different. Or communications or You could do something I always like to combine the Venn diagram and kind of the art side or creative side with the STEM side. Man, those are great places to begin to build. And in cybersecurity, there's such a need that you can create your own path if you have just a, a basic skill set and you can list what it is technically that you are capable of.
0: So if we've got students in high school that are listening and maybe they're, you know, middle of high school, sophomore, junior, not quite ready to apply to college yet, are there classes they could be taking now or things they could be doing now that are going to set them up for success
1: in this industry? I love this question. You know, I would say that high school, A, look for those challenging classes. If you're interested in this area, explore your CS classes. We have some of the best computer science and programming classes anywhere in North Shore School District because we have people who come in from industry to help teach them. It's a phenomenal thing. Um, And they partner with teachers. It's amazing. I would suggest making sure you look at those science classes, but don't neglect the arts or don't neglect the writing and um, and those classes in places like social studies or that are going to teach you even drama, ways to communicate effectively. And I mentioned the arts because so much of this is about creativity.
0: I love hearing that concept of, the communication piece, because that has been a theme through this podcast. It's like no matter who I talk to, no matter what field they're in, everyone is saying you have to be able to communicate well. So make sure you're developing those skills. That's great. So one last question for you. I would just love to know if you could look your 18-year-old self in the eyeballs, (laughs) what advice would you have for her that you would want to pass on to her and to our students that are listening?
1: Relax. I would say, don't um don't worry. it's it's it you will go where you need to be. and uh, the less anxious we are about that, the quicker I think we find our path. Mm. So I would I would suggest relax and um embrace those things that are very different from what you're comfortable with sometimes, but also lean into those things that bring you joy, um, that really nurture your soul. So um and I do recommend always learn foreign languages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and by the way, learn a foreign language. <laughs> I love it. Charla, thank you so much. And I know you serve on the North Shore Schools Foundation board. And so thank you for, you know, being a part of this wonderful organization and that is putting on this podcast. We're so grateful for the work that you're doing. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. This was extremely interesting and informative. And I want to have you back on just to talk about ethical hacking for
1: 20 minutes. (laughs) It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for what you were doing. And thank you so much for uh, just allowing an opportunity for so many to have a voice thank you
0: we hope you'll join us again and remember to hit subscribe to be notified about upcoming episodes join the conversation on our facebook page build skills for life that's build skills the number four and then the word life are you interested in advertising as a sponsor for this podcast contact us at podcast at nsdfoundation.org to learn more about the north shore schools foundation visit us at northshoreschoolsfoundation.org thanks for listening.